Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is coming to you from the middle of a global pandemic, um, which makes things a little more challenging than normal. So today I want to really focus on different ways that you can help ease your anxiety during this coronavirus issue that we're all facing. Now it's really tricky, isn't it? Because sometimes it genuinely feels like it's just one thing after another. And it can make things really difficult for us because we're already coping with loads of things already and then something massive comes along and it almost like trumps everything else that we were already worried about. And of course, it's not just the pandemic itself that causes the anxiety that we often face. It's a lot of things around the pandemic that end up causing us anxiety as well. Things like worrying about shopping, whether we have enough food, worrying about whether or not we have enough activities to entertain the children whilst they're home, worrying about elderly family members. There's a lot going on which there are good reasons to be anxious about. Now what we need to be careful of is that we don't let our anxiety get to a point where it's going to be detrimental to how well we manage ourselves whilst we're in the middle of this outbreak. Now different countries are at different stages so I'm recording this from the UK So at the moment, it's just been announced to us that schools are closing. Um, We've been practicing social distancing for the last week or so. And it's quite a scary time. We've been told to avoid pubs, restaurants, anything like that, where people group together. So it is quite a scary time. Now, for those of you listening in different countries, you might be at different stages. Um, Large parts of Europe have been locked down for quite a long time now, so... There'll be different things going on for you guys. Um, Places like China are starting to come towards the end of their epidemic issue. So they're having different issues as well. But what I'm going to do today is just go through a few things that you can make sure you do now to make sure that anxiety about health, about the pandemic, about everything that's going on doesn't get too much. And that we start to build ways of coping and making sure that we're doing the best that we can in this situation. So the best that we can for ourselves and the best that we can for the people around us as well. So the first tip that I would say is make sure you're sticking to the facts. Now, this is a really good piece of advice for coping in general. Because when anxiety starts to escalate in our mind, our mind finds all sorts of random, uh, sometimes fantastical things to start to worry about. So the important thing here is to not overdo it, not try and look for too much information. It can be it can be really tempting sometimes to sit and watch the news for hours on end to see every little update, but it's not always that helpful to us. As long as we understand the main points, which is for us in the UK at the moment to socially isolate, not go to pubs and keep our children home from school, just sticking to those facts is going to be a lot more easy to cope with than worrying about all of the latest updates. Now, the challenge we have with sticking to the facts is that, unfortunately, we live in a world now where information is so readily available that it can be manipulated quite well. So there is quite a lot of misinformation around. 
So try and stick to key resources like the World Health Organization, like reputable news sources, like announcements from the government, and try not to engage and worry about other things that may come up. Because often what you see, particularly on social media, is you see a very um, scary looking headline and then you read the article that it comes with and you find out that actually like that's a maybe. So all the stress and anxiety that's been caused by that headline is actually not really that useful to us anyway. So make sure you're staying up to date with information, but make sure you're selective with the information that you kind of look at really and think about and allow yourself to think about. The other thing you can do is to put this pandemic into perspective. I mean, it's a big deal. Let's not be um, complacent about it. But it is going to be a few months of our lives. And whilst the ramifications of this may well be long lasting, eventually everything will go back to normal. It may be that a few changes have to be made, but there will be a time where we have understood and overcome all of the challenges that we faced. It's quite normal for us to second guess and to feel uncertain and to worry about these things, but like anxiety can be, it's not that beneficial to you and it's not going to help you through the situation. So try not to worry too much and too far into the distance. We're dealing with this issue now, it's likely to be for a few months, and then things will go back to normal. So another tip that I have is to really think about what is it that's actually causing your anxiety. So as we know, the anxiety response is the fight or flight response. So there's obviously something that you're thinking about that's really scaring you a little bit. So have a think about what that actually is, because sometimes it's not really about the pandemic. Sometimes it's about not being in control. Sometimes it's about worrying about your business, your livelihood. Sometimes it's worrying about how you're going to entertain the kids for that long. Have a think about what is the actual thing that you're worried about. And then we do something often called problem solving therapy. So we write down all of the possible solutions to that issue. Now, these solutions, they don't have to be necessarily that realistic. Just make a massive list of all the possible solutions to that issue and then start to pick out the most useful ones to you. I start with the easy wins. That's always my mantra. Start with the easy wins, the things you can definitely do and add into that things that it would be nice to be able to do if you can. Another thing that I would recommend whilst we're dealing with this pandemic issue is really make sure that even if you're the proudest person in the entire world and the most independent, that you ask for help if you need it. So if you need help from somebody, if you need help getting something from the supermarket, now's not the time necessarily to be a, a hero in that way. Now's the time to be a hero about what you can do. So make sure that you are asking for help if you feel about it. So my next tip is make sure you're still connecting with people. This can be really difficult. Obviously, we've been told to social distance. So that means not actually being in a room with people um, if we can help it at all. Now, obviously, if you live with people, then those people are fine. But other people, ideally not. 
Now, isolation is a really weird thing for humans. We don't really like it very much. That's why it's uh, considered a punishment in prisons when people are put into isolation cells. It's actually something that can be very detrimental to our mental health. So it's really, really important that whilst you are in this situation where you've been asked to social distance, especially if you live on your own, that you're finding ways to connect with people. Now, the good news for us in this time is that we do have things like the internet. We do have things like FaceTiming, um, apps where you can video conference with people. We have loads of different things that we can do. I've just got off a call with somebody actually who is planning to do a video call with their colleagues and they're all going to bring their pets into the video call and they're all going to share a drink together, whether that's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. And they're going to just use that time to socialise, almost as if it was like a meet-up after work. So doing silly things like that is a really fantastic idea. And it's something that you can do with the kids as well. Now, for some people, it's more challenging to use technology. So maybe some of the older people. But we still have phones. We still have various things that we can do. So make sure you're staying connected to people. My next tip is to practice self-compassion. So be kind to yourself, but also be really, really careful about perfectionism and not getting sucked into this idea that you need to be perfect. So this goes particularly for uh, people who have got kids that are at home at the moment. Don't try and be everything. Don't try and be the perfect teacher. Don't try and stress everyone out by making sure they do X many hours of work a day. Do as much as you can. Obviously, do the best that you can, but be kind and compassionate towards yourself as to what's really achievable in this situation. Because kids are going to be scared, they're going to be worried about stuff. You're going to be scared and worried about stuff. So forcing everybody into this really strict regime might not be the best thing for everybody. And there might have to be some flexibility, some kindness, um, some ability to work around issues. And it's perfectly okay sometimes not to be perfect in the situation. So my next tip is to make sure you don't skip out on looking after yourself. The temptation, and I've seen it all over social media, the temptation with social isolation is to use the time to eat loads of crappy food, drink loads of alcohol and watch Netflix the whole time. Now, some of that is okay if that's the sort of thing you enjoy, but try and make sure that you're looking after yourself as well. So make sure you're still engaging in even simple things like hygiene, like making sure you shower every day, even if you're not going out, making sure you're doing some sort of exercise in whatever way works for you, making sure you're able to get out whenever you can, whether it's just in the garden, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's going somewhere Uh, nice and quiet like the local woods or something it really doesn't matter what it is but just make sure you're doing stuff that's actually going to nourish you and make you feel better in the short term it's easy to think that we are going to enjoy sitting around watching tv for two weeks but what tends to happen is we enjoy it initially but then we sort of get tired and bored and a bit crabby and a bit fed up So make sure that from the start you're thinking, what's best for me in this situation? How can I make sure that I look after myself, I nourish myself well, I give myself exercise, I give myself connection, and I also give myself a chance for a break too. 
This is where things like arts and crafts can be fantastic, if that's something that you enjoy doing. So my final tip, and probably the most important tip, is to have a think about introducing positivity into your daily life. Now, positivity can be a tricky one to talk about because sometimes people hear it and they think, oh, well, you know, this is a bad situation. So what's the point of being positive about it? But the key thing here really is that positivity isn't naive. It doesn't ignore the fact that we're in a situation that is unprecedented and scary. What positivity offers you is a different way of thinking about the situation that you are in. So, for example, my own personal situation is that I'm very scared for my business. It's looking like it might be quite severely damaged by this because I run a multidisciplinary clinic where a number of our, cl- of our therapists rather are hands-on therapists. So whilst my online work can continue, a lot of the clinic can't. And that is something to be concerned about. There's also obviously the fears of worrying about relatives, worrying about relatives that are far away that we can't get to, worrying about lots of different things that are happening at the moment. By using positivity to help, we don't negate these things. These things still exist, but we can start to turn our attention to other things instead. So for me personally, uh, I'm still going out for runs. Some of you may know that I was training for the London Marathon, which got postponed as another casualty of the pandemic still going out for runs, still enjoying being outside, still enjoying silly little things like seeing the daffodils come up, being able to take out positives like making a healthy stir fry for dinner, just looking for the positives. So one of the things that is a challenge for many people, but especially people like me who are therapists, and we got into therapy because we very specifically wanted to help people live happier lives. That's kind of the idea. The key thing becomes how can we help in these situations? So what I've decided to do is I've decided to make my positivity challenge completely free for the duration of the COVID-19 crisis. So what that includes is 28 days of daily positivity challenges to help you look for the positives even in the situation that we're in and I know from personal experience that doing this type of exercise really helps keep you sane really helps keep anxiety at bay and just gives you something that you can look for to find the positives and make you feel a bit better about the situation so I'm going to post the link that you need to use to get your free 28 day positivity challenge in the description of the podcast I am in the process of updating my website um, so that you can find it easily on there. So use the link in the description or head to my website, which is www.anxiety2confidence.com. That's the number two, so anxiety2confidence.com. And come and join in. So as well as the online positivity challenge, which I strongly recommend that you just go do because it's free, you'll get daily emails um, and it will really help you think about things in a different way, is also come and join my Facebook group. So my Facebook group is called Anxiety to Confidence. 
you'll be able to have a look for it on Facebook. And we're going to be sharing our positives in there. It's also going to be a safe space where people can talk about how the pandemic has affected them. And we can share solutions, ways to entertain ourselves and the positives that we're finding from all of this as well. So it'll give you some connection with people. It'll give you an opportunity to share your positives with other people and see what other positives people are finding as well. So it'll be a really helpful, kind, nice place that you can come to um, to help get through this whole situation. So those are my tips for getting through the pandemic. Really, they will apply for any anxiety as well, uh, because anxiety is based on what we think about things, not necessarily the situation itself. So I really hope that's useful. Do let me know if there's anything that you found particularly helpful or if there's anything that you think you could add to that and I'll add to future podcasts. But I think the key thing here is just to be as kind as we possibly can to ourselves and to other people and to the amazing people who are still working out there. So in the UK, we have something called the National Health Service, which is completely free for everybody. And so we have huge numbers of nurses, doctors, cleaners, all kinds of people who are working in these places to help those that have developed the coronavirus. So a huge thank you to those people. And let's all just be as kind as we possibly can, keep our distance from each other, and hope that this virus doesn't continue to spread in the way that it has been. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.